Well, hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Realm of Unknown. I'm your host, Shane, and today we've got a bit of a delayed episode. I believe I mentioned in the past uh, episode or two. I don't, I forget when exactly that one was uploaded compared to when I'm recording this right now. But I definitely gave the notification out there that uh, we were having some technical issues. Yippee! Um, yeah, it's been something that I've been dealing with a bit in the past like month or so. And unfortunately, this episode was uh, a victim of that. And today, you can probably uh, guess by the title of it, it's actually supposed to be the Patreon poll winner from it's September when this is coming out. So July's winner for August coming September. It it makes more sense when you think about it than it actually sounds. But today, we're talking about something special. We're talking about something that's interesting and something from our state, or my state, or I guess listeners here are also here. I, you know what I mean. We're talking about Gettysburg College, and uh, that is a topic that I'm sure a lot of you are probably familiar with when it comes to Gettysburg as a whole, especially if you are interested in the paranormal. If you are and you are not aware of what Gettysburg is, then that's an issue on its own. But if you are not a fan of the paranormal and don't know what Gettysburg is, that's a bit more reasonable. Because it's something that sort of is just historical based, and if you're not really into that sort of stuff, you probably won't always come about hearing it. But it's something that's interesting. Uh, It's located here in Pennsylvania, just in Gettysburg, PA. And it is the site of one of the more bloody battles when it comes to the Civil War. So the whole area essentially was involved with that ordeal. The whole area is sort of stricken with that history to it. And it's very much uh, ingrained in what the town is today in a lot of ways, more than one. And uh, it's just something that you kind of, you, you, you end up learning of Gettysburg if you are interested in history. And you end up learning about Gettysburg if you're interested in ghosts. It's just sort of hand in hand. And uh, one such location is the Gettysburg College. And the college opened its doors back in 1832. This was roughly three decades, give or take, before the war actually took place. And Gettysburg became one of the central locations of said war, being the Civil War. And uh, this sort of rolls into how the college is now. Uh, with a lot of ghost stories that the faculty and student body report. And with that, we'll get into this. I'm going to briefly touch on some of the history of some of the buildings before we talk about the ghost stories. And in some cases, I won't because there isn't really much more to add to it. Uh, So to begin, we're going to be talking about the college's uh, Pennsylvania Hall, which is one of the more main halls in the entire campus. And what's important to know about this particular building is that it served a sort of dual purpose while the war was going on. It was one of the buildings that was constructed beforehand, and it was there during. So like a lot of buildings in uh, war-struck areas, it is used a lot uh, for multiple purposes, and in this case, it was used as a makeshift hospital for the wounded and dying soldiers, and it was also used as a morgue during the Battle of Gettysburg in 1863. 
And stories have sort of been handed down from generation to generation as time passed about how the soldiers, uh, there was just so many soldiers in the hospital that the cries could pretty much be heard in all rooms at all given hours of the day. And it was just a really chaotic scene overall, and it really imprinted upon the building as you are about to hear. Now, numerous people have reported hearing the moans and the cries again of the young men who presumably were, you know, those of the soldiers that lost their lives during this particular battle. And again, a lot of people were either treated or held within this hospital while it was being used as one. And people died in that building, and they stored bodies in this building, and it's something that probably doesn't just go away simply enough. And it's pretty much, again, something that is heard throughout Penn Hall. Like, it, there's no exclusion as to where you will be in the building. There are reports coming from pretty much all floors, all rooms, all nooks and crevices that you can hear moans and cries and disembodied voices in the distance or within the room that you're in and it's a little unsettling for a lot of people who are there now in recent years more than one person has actually related a terrifying tale involving the elevator within Penn Hall now again this was I mentioned earlier a makeshift hospital during the Civil War, and while nowadays if you attempt to use the elevator, there is a chance that you will be taken to the basement rather than the floor that you originally pressed. So if you're trying to go to the third floor from the ground floor, it might end up taking you down instead. Now, students have at times reported this event occurring, but more notably within uh, the book titled Ghost of Gettysburg by Mark V. Nesbitt. These two uh, campus administration members, uh, I should say, I don't know why I wrote it like this, it's just two campus administrators uh, in 1980s, or in the 1980s, my apologies, took the elevator down to the basement of Penn Hall and had a rather unexpected sight. So the moment the elevator doors opened, uh, the scene in the basement was not that of the normal basement that you, or I should say these people, were familiar with in that given day. Rather, they saw a hustle and bustle of just a chaotic hospital scene with bloody patients being laid up on gurneys and hospital beds. There were doctors and nurses running about trying to treat all these people. And then, it, like, they just were in shock. They couldn't really react. And by the time that they could, and they closed the elevator door, and it opened back up, they, it was not there. Uh, upon further inspection, they did not see anything. The scene did not repeat itself. And this is notable due to the fact that during one of the book signings, now, some people, will, some stories should say, sources, will note that just some random person heard the story and then was retold it or some some quote-unquote famous person was at an event and it was retold to him the event in question is a book signing through mark nesbitt from what i believe i again this is very debated upon between multiple sources and i don't know why it can't be narrowed down but from this perspective, he's telling this particular story as if it was a one-time occurrence and something that he himself was only retold 
from the people who uh, experience it, being the administrators. Now, during the book signing, however, people actually approached him, I believe it was a couple, and they told him, like, hey, I have a very similar story, like, our friends, like, they, they used to come to this college, and it was it's very similar to what you were saying, you know, they had all this stuff, they saw the, the doctors, they had the elevators experience, and the author was surprised, but at the same time, he, by judging by the age of the people who were telling him the story, assumed that perhaps these were just people who had relation to the administrators that told him his story. And then upon comparing notes, it turns out that, no, the people that they're talking about are actually two students who went to the to the college at a, uh, at a different point in time. And at this point is when they sort of realize that this is more of a potential thing to happen, not so much an isolated incident. Hence why I mentioned that students at times will report it. Because, again, it's very, very rare. There's only like two to four potential people who actually experienced it at different times, granted. But it is something that not many people have reported after the fact. But it's interesting to note. And ironically enough, Temple University actually had a very similar story that we mentioned uh, during that episode in which the elevator in, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name of the hall itself, starts with an M, or no, no, it's not, it's the Performing Arts Hall, uh, the Performing Arts, whatever it's called, hall, um, I don't, I'm blanking on the name, but it's that one, and the elevator in the basement will actually sometimes take you to the floor that you wish to go to if you ask the founder of the university politely to take you there and there there's some evidence for that one i'll I, if you want to hear that one listen to the very first episode of the podcast that's uh, the temple university one but it's a very similar story in a way so moving into one of the other prominently haunted halls within the campus we have stevens hall which was a or which is a residential hall that was built in 1911 and was originally used as a prep school for girls who would then transition into the college. It is notorious for being one of, if not the most haunted dorms in the entire campus, in which students report odd sensations and phantom footsteps, as well as cold spots pretty much throughout the entire building. And the most prominent ghost when it comes to this location is that of the Blue Boy, who is believed to haunt pretty much the entire building. The Young Boy is that of a spirit that people believe uh, is linked to the residential hall due to several students uh, back when it was during, or I should say, linked to several students while it was a prep school. So at this point in time, these students actually came across a young boy who was out in the out in the cold it was the winter time they tried to keep him warm however at this point you know it's it's an all-girls location they have very strict rules back in the day and they were afraid that the house mother was going to catch them so when she came knocking on their door they actually hid the boy who some stories say he's an orphan uh, they hid him on the window ledge on the outside of the window. I don't know how. I guess they closed the blinds or something like that. And they hid him there, and they told him to stay still and stay there, and they'll grab him the moment that the house mother leaves. Now, she came in, she came into the room, she didn't see anything, and then went back outside. 
So the girls then opened up the window to go get the boy, and he wasn't there. In fact, he was nowhere to be seen. There was no indentation down below that he may have fallen. He just sort of was gone, and they have no idea where he went, and they never did. And nowadays, it is believed that the blue boy is haunting the halls of Stephen Hall, as it's the last location of his potential life, as well as being the location where he was given warmth and sort of encouragement and love in a way. Stories nowadays, however, the reason why he's called the blue boy is due to the fact that the spectral figure that is seen is seen as blue and cold. Terrifyingly enough, a lot of the reports come from the windows of Stephen Hall, in which a strange sound can be heard. And upon further inspection, at times, his face is actually seen pressed up against the window as if he's trying to get back inside. Which would terrify me and would immediately may have me asked to transition dorms and not stay in that room any longer. Uh, moving on, we have another residential dorm, this being for first year students, freshmen. And this is Huber Hall. And again, Huber Hall is known for having very strange uh, reports that sort of stem the entire location. Now, one student reported that their alarm clock went off one night without it being set. And once they, you know, tried to turn it off, it would not. So they unplugged it and it still kept going. It did not turn off at all. Another student who happened to actually stay in the exact same dorm room during a different year, being their freshman year reported that one night all the items on both their desk as well as their roommate's desk were just thrown about. Just suddenly they all woke up to a a loud crash and they realized that everything on their desks was just, it's as if someone just went from one end with their arm and just swept across the entire desk and threw everything to the ground. They don't know what happened and upon conversing with people on forums and stuff like that, they learned that they were actually in a room where the clock incident happened. So potentially that room's haunted. We don't know the name of that room, or I should say the number of that room. So good luck, whoever is a freshman going to Gettysburg College. Um, If you're in Huber Hall, you probably know of it, uh, and hopefully it's not your door room. So another interesting thing, uh, this is actually something that occurred on one of the fields, one of the uh, football fields in the location, and this is a potential possession by the football player Danny Thompson. Now, during practice one day, uh, they filmed the practice in order to you know review it and have the coaches sort of give some critique or feedback, and during one of the practices, there was something strange that was caught on the film. And this was being a misty white object that came out of Danny's head and sort of seemed to fly off into the distance and just disappear. Now, the reason this is weird is because Danny during that practice was acting strange. He was just off his game. He felt uneasy. He felt sick. And the coaches pulled him aside to be like, hey, are you all right? And he just was like, you know, I'm not feeling well. And it it seemed as though they were just concerned for that reason. But no. They were like, you need to watch this, and they showed him the film of this happening, and that's why they pulled him aside, because they're like, something weird happened, are you good? Like, that's how serious the team, the coaches were taking it at that moment. Now, I don't know if anything came of this particularly, 
it seems like it was just like a one-off instant nothing really continued there's no real deep reporting when it comes to this particular story it's just interesting to know that during a football practice something weird happened and it was potentially caught on film uh if i could find where the film footage is i will link it in the episode description for you guys to see if not maybe we'll find it well who knows um and okay so moving on we have Gettysburg College's own performing arts building and this is in Bria Hall which again is the home of the the department for all the performing arts as well as the Klein Theater and now at one point this was actually a chapel for the college too but it has been since converted obviously and this is potentially haunted by the old civil war officer known simply as the general He is seen in the catwalks behind stage, and he seems to enjoy playing pranks on with the props as well as the costumes. He also likes to watch the performances and has his own center stage seat that, if you were to inspect it, has depressions as if he was sitting in it, and it would pop back up whenever he begins to leave. So people just watch it sort of sink in, and then when the cushion sinks out, they're like, okay, the general left. And uh, student actors make sure to always have this seat empty just in case the general wants to catch a show. So it's sort of like a recurring trend and sort of legend within the theater, and it's just interesting. And it's a sort of transition that we're going to have into more bizarre uh, and specific spirits. And uh, one such one, uh, thing is the fact that soldiers are rather common throughout Gettysburg College. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, the the army? No. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar, again, with the stories of Gettysburg and the battles that took place there, when it comes to the ghosts, there are pretty much all throughout town sightings of either Confederate or Union soldiers, soldiers on horseback, the sound of fighting in the distance, cannons going off in the middle of the night, all these weird things tying back into the bloody battles that took place. And Gettysburg College is no exception. There are apparitions of soldiers that sort of march about throughout different locations. There's no real particular one, but I should say location, but there is one particular ghost that is notable. And she sort of stands out from the rest of these colonial civil war era spirits and this is the lady in white and she she sort of roams around the area of uh gladfelter hall and that's sort of what she calls home people believe that this is where she may have met her end and her particular story goes that she lost her love due to the war And because of that, she committed suicide by jumping from the bell tower in Gladfelter Hall. And just pretty much torn over this loss, she supposedly still haunts the living today. And lore goes that if you were to spot her and make eye contact with her, that her eyes would lure you into a similar fate. That she would eventually just coerce you into climbing the tower and killing yourself but there's no real solid evidence for that and i do want to point out this is very cliche when it comes to the paranormal and you know critique me all you want but everyone who knows about the paranormal knows this stuff that pretty much every location every 
prominently haunted hotel, haunted college, haunted fort, whatever it is, has some sort of lady in blank. It's either lady in white, lady in red, lady in blue, lady in black. It's every color of the rainbow. And they all do the exact same thing. Like, there is almost no deviation to their story, and if there is, it's with the how and not the why. It's pretty much exclusively, when it comes to these particular ones, woman lost something, woman sad, woman kills herself, or woman is killed and but also sad. It's like only those two uh, potential variants the more prominent one, though, is woman sad, woman kills herself, and then comes back in a wedding dress or a dress and, like, these particular colors. Like, it's just this weird, really weird trend that pretty much spans across everything. I do want to cover it as a potential topic, but there are just so many that I'm not really sure how I get about doing this. And oftentimes, they're either seen either weeping or they're seen trying to reenact their death by having other people do it it's really weird i don't know why it's a trope but it is and gettysburg has their very own one uh being the lady in white at gettysburg college so whatever but interestingly enough they do have a a more unique ghost Uh, i mean the general is pretty interesting but they have another one and this is pretty much widely circulated that there is another apparition that frequents uh, Penn Hall, which we discussed earlier. Now, in this case, it's not particularly tied to the building itself. However, it is seen in, around, and sort of nearby the building. And this refers to a spirit that is known either as the Lone Sentinel or the Lookout. And this particular spirit is known for being a pretty much ghostly phantom in a way. Uh, people don't always see his full figure, and if they do, it's very brief. More often than not, however, they see a sort of see-through apparition that is seen carrying a lantern and a rifle, and he is still potentially uh, carrying out his duties and patrolling the area to this day. People believe he is either associated to the war itself, or he's just some guy who patrolled the area or was a guard back in the day. There's really no firm evidence for this sort of stuff. And again, the names just sort of came about as time went by. And there's, again, it's something that's interesting to the location. I do believe there is a Sentinel Rock nearby uh, somewhere in Gettysburg. I don't believe it's on college campus, though. So I don't know what the actual relation between these two topics would be. But that's there if there is any. Uh, It's definitely interesting, but, you know. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much most of the primary ghosts that you might encounter while visiting Gettysburg College. Now, again, there's always those sort of typical haunting stuff. You get strange noises, strange sounds, you know, cold spots here and there. But that's just sort of par for the course if if you are hunting in a paranormal location. The more specific ones are the ones I wanted to talk about today, and it was very brief. There aren't too many uh, well-known stories when it comes to the college. There are legends, obviously, as we discussed. However, these specific accounts when it comes to these 
stories such as the Blue Boy or the Lady in White or the General. They're very much just moments that occur, and a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about them, especially if they're, you know, if they're if they're holding a position of authority in the university, or if they're a teacher, or if they're a student who doesn't want to seem crazy for just, you know, coming to Gettysburg College and not thinking they were ghosts. But it's something that I think is a trope as well, that people just don't want to really be too specific with their story. A lot of these things are just like, I felt something, or there are accounts from people on uh, Facebook and, and forums. You'll find a bunch of those online, but I can't really take any of those at face value because it's a comment on a Facebook group, and I have no I, no way of really verifying whether or not, let, like, let alone that you went to the college or you worked at the college, but whether or not you actually experienced that. If you did go there, great, but I can't actually verify that you had that experience without some sort of proof aside from you saying it happened on a Facebook post. So if anyone out there is listening to this and you are those people that I sort of skipped over because you wrote about it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever and you wish to have your own story told, uh, feel free to email me. I would definitely love to listen and hear about that story. Uh, you can do so at realmofunknown at gmail.com. Or if you are using Twitter or Instagram, you can DM me over there at realmofunknown. That's the handle for both. Uh, feel free to let me know if you have any stories or if you have any topics that you wish me to discuss a bit more thorough when it comes to the college or the surrounding Gettysburg area. Gettysburg itself is sort of a general uh, go-to topic, and I try to avoid those as much as I can, hence why I haven't done any Bigfoot stories or Loch Ness Monster stories or Jersey Devil or the Mary Celeste and like all these prominent ones that pretty much every blog and podcast and stuff have discussed, and it's nothing against them. I... I've just heard the stories so many times that there's really nothing that I can add to it that would make it its own unique or even like interesting uh, discussion. And it's something that I try to avoid as much as I can and try to pick out topics that are maybe not as mainstream. And even in this case, you know, Gettysburg is, but Gettysburg College just sort of gets lumped into that. They don't really fully go into the entirety of the stories, or they'll talk about the more prominent ones, like the Blue Boy, and just leave the rest out. So I kind of wanted to give it a bit more of a spotlight, because, you know, it's also a college here in PA, and I am a bit biased when it comes to PA stories. I don't know why, I just am. Um, It's nothing to do with me living here. I I genuinely, I know it sounds weird by saying that. Uh, it's just I I think I just enjoy northeastern stories a lot more, and uh, it just feels not so much homey, but the fact that I could potentially just go to that place, like take a day trip, go over, see it, come back, that sort of stuff. I think I like that aspect, the, the idea that it is close by and accessible, not that the fact that it's close by because it's in my state, like that sort of stuff. But again, I'm rambling. I tend to do that. Uh, I apologize. But if you did enjoy this episode, again, feel free to check us out on Twitter and stuff if you have any more thorough topics that you wish for me to discuss. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, You can pretty much listen to me wherever. Uh, Feel free to let me know what you think if you want to leave a review. Um, 
it's not needed, but it's definitely encouraged. And uh, please be brutal if you need to. I do. I I'm weird like that. I know you know rankings and everything when it comes to the star reviews, but at the same time, like if there's something going wrong, let me know. <laughs> I I don't want you to sugarcoat it. If there's something wrong or if there's something that needs to be improved, by all means, let me know. Until then, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed. Have a great rest of the week. I I hope to have another episode out next week that I'm researching the topic right now. It may not actually be the episode that's going to be releasing. I might have to postpone this this specific topic for another uh, episode later down the line. But another one will be coming out because uh, Labor Day weekend will give me more time to actually research and record stuff. So, yay. Um... Until then, I hope you guys enjoy, uh, and remember to stay spooky, and I shall see you then. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here, and more. So ask yourself... What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.